Welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy podcast. Here's what you can expect from listening to Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy. My true passion is all about helping educate you, the listener, on plant-based nutrition. I educate through my own story and experiences on a multitude of plant-powered topics, including health, plant-based nutrition, fitness, mindfulness, to teach you how you can be your most powerful self every day. With interviews with top fitness, health, wellness, and spiritual experts, this podcast is a non-judgmental, fun, and happy atmosphere. Sit back and enjoy some of the amazing interviews that I have with not only plant-based experts, but with people who have truly transformed their lives with plant-based nutrition. Welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy podcast. I'm super excited today because I'm speaking with Jennifer Kavanaugh. She is the creator of Pura Vita Soul Institute, Inc., a glamping retreat center in Muskoka, Canada, focused on helping adults reduce stress return, and return to their divine purpose in life. She offers holistic programs and services that allow individuals and teams to connect with their mind, body, and soul through soul guidance, intuitive readings, yoga, meditation, and ecotherapies. She started her career in corporate Canada working as a senior learning consultant and corporate educator with several large corporate companies and government agencies. While she did enjoy the work, she found that the long days and even longer commutes quickly led to several stress-related illnesses. In an effort to relieve this, Jennifer began to start her own spiritual journey uh, with yoga and meditation, studying with teachers around the world and completing doctoral level studies on how those practices can reduce stress and burnout. This led to the development of unique programs like Burnout to Bliss and retreats like her Sacred Soul Retreat, Nature Healing Retreat, and the very popular Yoga and Wine Retreat. You can learn so much more about the work uh, of Jennifer and all about her retreats on her website, puravitamuskoka.com, which I will add to the show's notes. Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Super excited. So I have a similar story to yours where I made the switch from the corporate world um, to my current project, which is fueled by my true passion in life. And that's connecting the power of plants to being powerful across all areas of your life. And I knew the very moment when it was time I don't usually like to say make a shift or a change. For me, it's always a pivot. So I'm going down one path and when the time comes, I pivot because it's just something's not working. Um, So I knew that exact moment when it was time to pivot and truly harness my true passion. Um, Did you know the exact moment when you know, enough was enough and it was time to sort of like follow your, your own path? 
Um, that's a really good question. I like how you present that. Um, for me, it was, I would say, more of a longer gradual process. Like it was a 10-year journey for me. Mm-hmm. But there was this one moment where uh, I was in a car accident and my husband was in a car accident a month later. Oh my that really, like, it just shook us up, right? We were like, oh my God, what are we doing? We're wasting so much of our time here. Mm-hmm. And um, through that process, it also opened us up to a lot of alternative health practices that shifted everything, everything. And that was probably that that single moment where... I think in my mind, I made the decision that I was going to be leaving. Right. And, and when you discuss this with your husband, what were, what were his thoughts? Well, he's still working in the corporate world. So (laughs) he's on a little bit of a different journey than me. Mm -hmm. Um, But he, I think he also felt that, I I don't want to say it was pressure, but almost like a reawakening of pay attention to what you're doing in your life because it can pass by so quickly. We almost um, come into this like coma-like state when we're in the corporate world because our routine and life just gets so busy mm-hmm. that we, we weren't noticing the beauty of it anymore. We weren't enjoying anything about our life. And um, like I used to say when I talked to my clients, at the peak of my, my stress and my burnout, I remember coming home from work and my husband would know it had been a really bad day because my dinner would be a, a bottle of red wine <laughs> and a bowl of Smarties ice cream. Um, so you can imagine <laughs> what that was doing to my health at that point. Oh, right? no kidding. Mine was cereal, a bowl of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> That's Perfect. delicious too, right? <laughs> it's quick and easy and there's lots of sugar in it. Mm. So what type of advice would you have for, uh, you know, someone like your husband who's still in that corporate world and they, mm-hmm. they just don't understand the true value or, um, you know, yeah, the true value of taking that time for yourself for self-care? Mm-hmm. Um, I always ask people, and maybe I shouldn't be asking this question, but I ask them if they're happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you happy with where your life is at? And I don't think we stop often enough to reflect on our own happiness. And that's really where it stems from, right? Because there's lots of research out there that shows even people who have heart conditions that are highly likely to result in heart attacks won't make the changes because there's a motivation to keep them in the state and the lifestyle that they're in. So we really need to find that motivation for people to make the change. Um, and I find the biggest constraint that I hear from people is I don't have time. I don't yeah. know if you find that in your own, you're <laughs> with your clientele as well. Yeah. And I know as I was making the transition, like I remember doing meditations in the bathroom, like in the bathroom stall, going and doing some pranayama and some breath work. And I had um, a binder that I, looked like a, a work binder so I could be sitting at my desk. And I would use it to clear my thoughts. And I was, you know, basically doing self-cognitive therapy on myself, but also planning my next steps and and planning my exit from the corporate world. So there's a bit of, um, you know, a couple different dynamics and steps that need to happen for people, I think. Um, But they're totally doable and they don't necessarily need to be, you know, going um, across the world and, and traveling for a week or a month at a time, which is awesome if, if people have that ability to do so. 
but sometimes it's just a little step taking advantage of those five or ten minute breaks that you have throughout the day uh, and making sure that you're taking those five or ten minute breaks as well is really important in my opinion I totally agree you know even just taking a mindful breath in and out and uh, like you were saying with the breaks, you know, don't look at your phone, don't look at your email. And at first, when I tried to do that, it was super stressful. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm causing more stress in my life because I'm not looking at my phone. But then once you really truly allow yourself to do that and it becomes routine, then mm. look forward to that and it gets easier. It really does get easier. It does. I still do that now, like to this day as a, as a business owner and an entrepreneur, I feel like sometimes you're even more um, drawn to the phone because your, your business depends on it even more. But there are days where I can see my stress levels rising and sometimes it's just an hour, but sometimes it's a whole day or a whole weekend in order to find that reset button within ourselves, right? Yeah. And I think it's becoming aware of that too. You know, like you were saying, especially in the corporate industry, people are almost on that sort of autopilot. And my mindset was, okay, this is done. What's next? This is done. What's next? There was nothing in between. And when you actually stop for a second and really think about that, and as you were saying, reflect on that, you really start thinking like, well, is this, first of all, is this all there is? And second yeah. of all, I'm actually not happy with, you know, living this atomic life. I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not yeah. being genuine. Mm -hmm. My, I mean, my symptoms started when I was in my early twenties because my career started a little bit um, early. I'm going to say it was, a, I was a fast tracker as a child. So I've always been um, highly motivated to work for whatever reason. And I came from some parents who I would probably classify as workaholics. Mm -hmm. And in my early 20s, I suddenly started getting all these digestive issues. I couldn't eat the foods that I normally ate. I was sweating profusely from half of my body. Mm -hmm. And I was a corporate trainer. So I was always in front of large rooms of people. Oh. So to like manage that was really <laughs> awkward, right? I was losing hair from one side of my body and and everyone kept saying, oh, it's, it's stress. You're too stressed out. And I was like, I'm too young to be stressed. Like I can't, you can't be 25 and have this level of stress. And, you know, after about six months and the car accident happened in that time as well, of yeah. seeing different practitioners and holistic based care providers, I was like, listen, I've got all these weird things happening. Maybe they're connected. <laughs> And long story short, it all came back to stress. It was everything that I was experiencing physically and emotionally was all related to stress. And yeah. that was, I mean, that was the wake-up call. Why, why, why put yourself through that? Well, and too, I mean, I had IBS as well. And it's so amazing mm -hmm. that we, we sort of accept it. Oh, well, this mm -hmm. is the way it is because, you know, I work in a highly stressful job or maybe I didn't get enough hours of sleep last night or maybe something else is on my mind, but we never actually really get to the root cause of it. And until we, until, you know, until it com compounds, you know, like first it's the stomach mm -hmm. then it's this, then it's that. And then it's like, okay, my entire body is breaking down. Maybe it's mm -hmm. the stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the food was such a big 
component of that. I, I did the hypoallergenic diet um, for a year, full, for a full year, because we couldn't figure out um, what my issues were. And so I used to joke around that it was the survivor diet <laughs> because I was also, I was already vegetarian at that time. Yeah. So I just got reduced down to like basically lettuce and rice and some, right. some beans. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but what was interesting about that process is that I realized my emotional dependency on food and how I was using it to self-medicate and to escape from my emotions. But I also um, recognized, which was really helpful for me, is that certain foods were actually creating a, an emotional response. So chocolate oh, like is like, uh-huh. yeah, like chocolate is a big one. I'm highly intolerant of chocolate, but it's my stress. Like I go to it when I'm stressed out. Yeah. And it wasn't until I eliminated it for a year that I realized when I do eat it, I get heart palpitations and it creates anxiety, even if it's not there in my life so when I am anxious it like makes it 10 times worse (laughs) the psychological aspect Mm -hmm. of it I I've had that so many times with different types of food and or food that if I'm eating and I think that I that there's something in it I shouldn't be eating right away Mm -hmm. I feel sick (laughs) yeah I know it's crazy how we we react it's like our body just knows what it needs to thrive if we actually pay attention Yeah. So guys, I was so fortunate enough to visit Jennifer's beautiful retreat. And, uh, I have to tell you, if you have, if you live in Canada, in Ontario for that matter, or you're visiting Ontario and you have not been to this retreat, you must go. That's all there is to it. Um, can you speak about what led you to creating this beautiful space? Sure. So it's, um, a little bit of planning and a little bit of woo-woo, I would say, <laughs> um, through my own um, journey of working through burnout and, and researching a lot of the research that I was doing was how do we help adults who are now in this burnt out state professionally um, return back to what their, their purpose is in life. And so I started trying to implement some of that in the work I was doing in the corporate world. But as, as many of you probably know, you hit a lot of red tape. Um, oh, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't always supported, right? Because sometimes the answer was for people to move on um, in their career to change places. So I was doing a lot of what I would call bathroom counseling, where I was meeting with yeah. people in the bathroom. And so I really wanted, I wanted a space that I, people could be removed from the work environment. And so there wasn't any of that pressure to fit a mold or performance reviews or anything like that where they could just be raw and who they were so I knew that I wanted to do that work and it needed to be outside of the corporate world however the the property that we found um, we started looking basically all of like all across um, Ontario southern Ontario and the region that we were in and we landed in this like really unique spot Um, it's right in the very south end of Muskoka and found like four properties all in the same street and we said okay we really love we went in the dead of winter because we wanted a place that we would love even in the winter time (laughs) and we had to hike hike in with me deep snow and (laughs) instantly fell in love like I actually love this place more in the winter than in the summer just hard to believe if you don't like winter well you know if if it's beautiful in the winter time then it is just 
out of this world in the summertime. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that was our thinking. And so um, we, we liked it and we, we set this intention that if it was the property for us, we would see, we would see a butterfly which in February is, is a big ask of the universe in Muskoka because oh, <laughs> um, they just don't exist. <laughs> so anyway, we, we did a snowshoe around the property to see the, everything that was here. And then we went for a drive to see the community in the neighborhood. And as we were driving um, in the community, we kept seeing these um, like statues of butterflies in people's gardens and homes. Oh gosh. So we were like, okay, We'll accept it. We're going to take the leap. We're going to invest everything that we have saved up um, into coming here and making this, this the place where we do it. Oh, that is an amazing story. It makes me want to come back even more now. <laughs> yeah, we've been seeing a lot of butterflies this year, too. So it's been really cool. So beautiful. And I'm, you know, I'm not exactly a camper, but the idea of glamping totally sparked my interest. Um, it's almost like you, you designed a glamp site with me in mind, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but That's aside cute. from me, not wanting, not being a camper, uh, mm -hmm. who do you think, who, who's, who is glamping really designed for? It's for, in my opinion, it's for the people who want, um, a greater connection with nature, but who don't want to lay on the ground, <laughs> yeah. who want to just come and have a bed and have a nice place to sleep and have, you know, we have a full length mirror, um, and have your needs taken care of, but have that experience of camping, of having, a, being closer to nature and receiving the, the therapeutics that you receive just by being in the forest overnight. Um, so we do... I would say a lot of the people that we see coming through uh, live in the urban areas, so they don't have a lot of access to it, and they certainly don't have the same uh, sounds and experience that we have here by, by living in the forest all the time. Uh, so that's who we typically see, because um, it's, it's not, you know, it's not quite a hotel, and it's not quite camping. It's kind of somewhere in between. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely I would ca I would definitely categorize it glamping. It's you know it's it's like you said it's that it's all the benefits of being in nature without mm -hmm. truly roughing it. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean there there's some research to show um, as well from the Shinrin Yoku or the forest bathing practice um, mm -hmm. that just by spending two nights in in the forest that you can. And boost your immunity for up to 30 days afterwards. So a lot of our um, weekend retreats are exactly that, they're two nights. So you're seeing a boost um, while you're here and for a week afterwards, but the effects of that actually stay with you for a month afterwards, which is really interesting um, that the forest can do that for us. It's amazing. I've actually read that too because I looked into Shinrin Yoku. Um, I notice the difference in my moods just after, mm -hmm. you know, even after 10 minutes of walking in a forest. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the key takeaways to having the best retreat experience ever? Oh, this is a good question that we were just talking about in our last retreat on the weekend. <laughs> um, one of my key things that I recommend if somebody is, really wants to get a great retreat experience is I actually recommend them coming alone, which yeah. a lot of people aren't comfortable to do so it's not a hard and a fast rule for me but I find when people come alone 
they are allowed to be exactly who they are. They don't have to fit into that that role or that mask that they play when they're a friend or a sister or a wife or you know a husband or any of those other roles. And they can kind of take those masks off and just let the experience be for them. The other thing that I like to encourage people to do is to just be open to trying to try whatever comes up. And you know, you never have to keep everything that you experience in a retreat or that you might learn in a retreat. Just take what makes sense for you and allow yourself some downtime. That to me is like the most important thing for a good retreat experience. We see a lot of people who are kind of on that fast track of, you know, being in the city and working and kids and family and everything else. So they're used to that go, go, go mentality. And it's really hard to slow down, but it's the space in between the activities of a retreat where people find the most value in my experience because that's where they sit back and reflect that's where they can actually hear their own thoughts for a moment yeah and consider you know what do I want to do with this thought or this feeling that's coming out for me well and especially like you said especially if they're on their own you know that that Mm -hmm. downtime they're not feeling that downtime with having to have a conversation with somebody um Mm -hmm. When I came up, I did the one day silent retreat and I brought my sister, which I hadn't seen her in a, in, in a long time. And within the first 10 minutes, I thought this was a terrible idea to do this to you <laughs> because all we want to do is talk. And it was yeah. difficult for the first few hours, but just before lunch, um, we really got into the groove of things and it, it was a different experience with my sister without having to carry a conversation and, you know, even having a meal with her and just feeling her energy without having to say anything was such a beautiful and unique experience that we both afterwards, you know, in the beginning we, we had a hard time, but by the time we left and, you know, um, could speak again, we really didn't, we really didn't want to. So it was, it was a really magical time for us. And I found that, you know, it was something that I thought wasn't a great idea in the beginning, but it, it really definitely um, impacted us in the most amazing way. And, and it did for a long time after too, like we still talk about how incredible that experience was. Um, and I'm sure we'll feel like that for the rest of our lives until we come back. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it is definitely to the point of coming alone. Um, I, I think that you need that time to reflect without having to think about somebody else or, help, or carry that conversation with somebody else. Um, and that's truly where you learn about yourself as well, I think. Yeah, the, that's where more of the integration happens I, I, for me um, when I see people coming. And it's not, not everybody does come alone to clarify. I have seen yeah. some people who are, have a really um, close relationship where they are able to be themselves together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those relationships, I certainly see the, the change in them as well. But the challenge is when, you know, we see groups of 
girlfriends who may work together and they may, you know, some of them may know each other really well and others may be, you know, newer to the group, that they don't have that same uh, transformation that some of the other guests have. Yeah, I can see that. Final question for you, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite current retreat at Pura Vida right now? My favorite retreat right now is our intuitive development retreat um, because it allows us to go to such a depth with people. Um, We get to do all the fun things that we would do in our other retreats, um, but we get to explore more of, you know, our soul's intention, our soul's purpose, different dimensions, vibrations, energy, understanding all the unspoken experiences that we have in life and how to harness them for you know our own growth, our own happiness, our own connection to other people and to the universe. Um, that one, I like, I get giddy before <laughs> before we run that retreat, and I just have so much fun. I love all of them. Like each one has a unique aspect that I really mm-hmm. enjoy, but that one by far, I think, is my favorite right now. You know, I was asking for selfish reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story and uh, just enlightening us today. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for all the work that you do as well, where I'm always watching your videos online. So they're an inspiration as well. (laughs) The best way to spread the word about the amazing benefits of plant-based nutrition is to share information. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and family, both in person and through social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm so thankful for each and every share, mention, and follow from you guys. And if you're looking for more plant-based recipe inspos or you want to kickstart your very own plant-based journey, please visit www.jenniferz.com. Until next time, guys. Stay healthy, happy, and plant-based.